These motherfuckers ain't even clean my goddamn office when I got here. I'm mutting y'all. Get your ass, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. All this shit here was trash in front of me. Who you think got this shit cleared out? That building right there got trash in it. It's trash. What are you talking about? I need no goddamn donors to come out and help out because people just want money. That's why I don't have, that's why I don't fuck with social network. Fuck out of here, man. Love it. <laughs> yeah, right. love it. It's your boy first, and this is open mic with OTR Mike. Shit, yeah. Yo, 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 what up, good people? It's your boy, OTR Mike. Let me be the first to welcome you to another episode of Open Mic with yours truly. As I always say, this is the show where the mic is open for any discussion, no matter what it is, who it is, or where it is. And today, I got another hot one for you. And I got two hot guests who are perfect to touch on this subject. I'm going to bring them in in a second, but let me run down what is uh, on my mind. And first, let me thank you again for tapping in with your boy. Um, I appreciate you more than you already know. Uh, Y'all keeping me going on this solo journey. Y'all supporting the kid. So I got to keep going, right? This is my second episode in less than 24 hours. It's just because I love y'all. So that's why I'm here. But uh, Ed Reed. As you know, Hall of Fame, Baltimore, former Baltimore Ravens uh, safety is in the news. He is the new head coach um, of Bethune Cookman, right? I think. Yeah, Bethune Cookman. Um, And he recently voiced uh, some frustration on how things have been going so far in his first week and a half, two weeks on the job. Um, of course, it would only be right if I brought some HBCU alum to help me discuss this topic. Uh, my first guest who I want to introduce is it's a friend. I'm going to call him a friend, man. We we met this year on some Ravens discussion. Um, quick rundown. And like I said, this is how my shows always go longer than they're supposed to because I always go on. I always go left for a minute. But. My man, Coach Evans, right? We, I was happened to be on Hendo, Hendo's show, Ravens, on, Ravens Online, Ungatekeepers. If you haven't checked that out, go over there and check that out for your Ravens talk. And we were, just before the season started, we were discussing the Baltimore Ravens and, uh, you know, what they looking like going into the season. In particular, we was discussing the wide receiver position. And, this is before, obviously, uh, we know they turned out to not be that great. Um, but, you know, there was some optimism that this group could be solid. And Coach Evans was one of those who, one of those people who felt like, man, these guys need a chance. And Hendo and I were disagreeing. And, you know, instead of disagreeing and going back and forth through chat, Coach reached out and was like, man, look, I want y'all to come on my show and chop it up, man. Let's discuss this. And, 
that turned into what we call the Ravens Roundtable. And we do that every Monday, uh, just about every Monday. We did it for the entire season. Uh, we got another episode uh, live stream coming tonight, which is Monday um, at 9 p.m. Eastern. So y'all need to tap in and check that out. Um, and we, ever since, man, we've been rocking. And it's been real adult, real brother-like. Um, you got four, six, sorry, six guys of color uh, who are, we don't always share the same opinion, but it's respectable, right? And that's how it should be when you get some brothers together. And that is what turned into the greatness that we put in on Sip to Tally Films, which is Coach's channel, which I need you guys to go over there and subscribe and check out his work. It's not just Ravens, uh, the roundtable, man. Coach, he talks about the Ravens, but, man, he breaks down film. He one of the best that I've seen breaking down films. At one time, I had to hit him like, you're a bad, you know what, with this film breakdown. So go and check him out on uh, Sip to Tally Films. Subscribe and see that good work that he putting in. Coach, welcome to the show again. This is your second time here. Um, what's up, man? How you been? Happy to be here. Um, glad you reached out to me to talk about this because I've definitely seen what he said and different, seen different people, their take on what he said. So I'm happy to be a part of the discussion and, and, and to get your opinion and, and others. Appreciate you being here and on short notice. So that's that's <laughs> that's love. I appreciate that. My second guest, man, this is a brother of mine, um, but also the HBCU alum. He is the only Washington Redskins player that I've ever rooted for. Uh, <laughs> and he knows that. Other than that, I can't do anything with that team, as you see what I got going on here. But my brother, Denarian McCants, former Washington Redskin, former Baltimore Raven, former Philadelphia Eagle. What's up, D-Mac? Good day, sir. How are you doing? Oh, man, I can't call it. Again, appreciate you being here on short notice. Um, listen, both of these brothers, like I said, are HBCU alums. As you can see, they are repping, you know, in their, in their own backgrounds. I want to start with you, Coach, to let people know exactly where you repping uh you know how it was at alcorn state what you what you did there all of the all of the above so with what alcorn state being mississippi you know from mississippi um i my hometown is probably 45 minutes from alcorn so almost the whole city either goes to alcorn or jackson state and um you know i went to alcorn got my masters from there and whatnot and i didn't play any sports there i played baseball in junior college but got introduced to some adult things before I should have. So right. that kind of derailed my career <laughs> in sports. But um, I love Alcorn, man. This, and I went to a um, PWI, too. I went to Southern Miss, too. Okay. And the, the differences in the experience mm. were drastic. I would the, love to hear. The, all right, I, I tell you, just, I'm going to start with something simple. Financial aid. Second week of the second week of semester, second week of school, your financial aid check is where it needs to be. In your account at Alcorn, you might get it after homecoming, which is October or something. <laughs> you might get it around that time when you're not already winning, winning the hole with books and travel and all that stuff. So just with that. And then but the, the flip side of it is. I get more I got more one on one with the professors. So if I had a real question, I can go to the professor 
and I wasn't, who's this? What's your name again? They knew my name. I wasn't just a number. It was like, I didn't have any classes in like the big auditoriums. It was mm-hmm. in regular classrooms. Teachers knew your name. Uh, and a lot of them even knew you from high school, knew your parents and whatnot because of how close knit the community was. Mm-hmm. So the, the experience from, from, from education to the, the professors caring to your social stuff, it's, it's completely different, completely different. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, me attending uh, Norfolk State for a, a spell, uh, I totally got that vibe too. And um, and sometimes that's important, man. Like you want to be able to reach uh, the person who is educating you, right? And not have to go through uh, this person, that person, the department chair. The, you know, to get to who you need to talk to when you need when you need some assistance. So um, I've noticed that difference too, Mac. Um, you know, you being an athlete, um, going through the recruiting process, I, I know your story of how that went down. Um, you had a couple uh, PWIs that was hitting you as well. Um, but I don't want to tell you, so I want you to tell, tell it because it it's interesting how that went um, with you and then deciding on where to go. And you really just coming from and where we come from looking at like hold up somebody trying to pay me to go to school like <laughs> you know what I'm saying or pay for my schooling so share some some of your story of you know not just your recruiting process but how it was for you um when you ended up at Delaware State so I'm, I'm gonna try to keep it brief because I can't get long-winded <laughs> um so like I said I'm Donnery McCants for those who don't know um it was obviously 20 something plus years ago we old men now um my situation was I was a basketball player. I am a basketball player. I still play basketball. Every Sunday, we used to play at Supreme Court, 5 o'clock in the morning. Ain't too much change but the location. So I'm a basketball player. Um, so my situation was I didn't have the information. Once again, unfortunately, we still in, we're still in first generations. So going back to Wild Lake, I'm still meeting kids who first generation first generation graduate from high school. Um, going to Delaware State, I'm still meeting kids who are first generation graduate from college. So that being said, unfortunately, we still have a long way to go considering how far we've come. Um, So my situation was both parents graduated from Dunbar High School, and that was it. Uh, My dad went to college, but like you said, dealing with uh, adult things, he didn't finish. Um, So I was the first one to get there and finish. But my circumstances were lack of information on both ends. And then the difference in culture. So I, I use the, the word difference in culture because when I ended up uh, getting into Delaware State, which technically I was a walk on, um, I came back to the school. I graduated from Arundel High and Mr. Schwartz, I like to use his name because he straight up told a 17 year old, why would you sign up to the go to that school when they have the highest rate of STDs and HIV? So once again, that whole stigma of the fact that it's a black college, obviously something's wrong with it. And unfortunately, from our culture, we ride along with a narrative that we know isn't necessarily true. Um, but going into it, get everything situated, get the SATs. I walk on, I show them my film. Uh, they give me some money for football. They give me some money for track. Uh, so I'm a seven foot high jumper and I led the nation in touchdowns. Uh, so that's what ended up getting me drafted fifth round choice to the Washington Redskins. I am a um, product of Schottenheimer. 
and uh, Richard Mann. And I said Richard Mann because he's put out some of the most top wide receivers in the business. Um, you know, opportunity is what it is. I got five years in the NFL, four with the Redskins, one with the Eagles. And I was only in Baltimore training camp. So all the kids, when they look up, look me up and they see me in a Baltimore's Raven uniform, I didn't make it. Had major concussion, broke my toe, strained my knee. It was time to, sh to shut it down. Um, and then, of course, you know, I'm Delaware State all day, every day. Um, you know, so when people start to throw that name around and what have you done? I have an endowment in my name at Delaware State University. I am a, a lifetime member at Delaware State University. So when we start talking about what needs to be done and alumni supporting, you can't come for me on that one. So I've done my part of installing an endowment, which will grow forever, um, whether I'm here or not. And then I'm a lifetime member. So and I still donate and support and do whatever I need to do at Delaware State. If I get a call, I make it happen. Um, now, as far as recruiting, like I said, I was a walk on. Um, and you said something about the PWI. So when I was at Delaware State for two years in a row, Towson, the head coach, uh, he got in contact with my professors. He never contacted anybody else. So obviously the portal didn't exist then. And um, for two years in a row, he was like, hey. I need you to come here. We run a spread and you will get the ball. And now the thing about it, unfortunately for me or fortunate for me, um, I, I wasn't I wasn't that guy. I wasn't a guy who needed a football. I wasn't a football guy. I went to school to get education. I went to school to get a degree. I went to school to get out my mama house. That was the reasons why I went to school. Um, so, you know, as much as I love sports and much as I love um, athletics and, and just how I am intellectually that's not me intellectually i'm on i'm with my community how can we get ourselves better so like uh coach said the first thing he mentioned was administration that's what we need to get better at even at, even as a kid i didn't understand how a high school down the street had better facilities than a university up the street so for me that's leadership that you know we can say oh well the schools are underfunded what's not underfunded about black black people what's not we we got a whole resource continent called africa but yet they don't have water every black area in this country doesn't have water is that by happenstance or by systematic so like i said we can really talk about it but the reality i'm on my malcolm x we got to start doing for ourselves and keep it ourselves you know what I mean? So that's where I'm, I am with the whole uh, circumstance of which we're going to talk about, you know, later on. But let me uh, digress and let y'all talk because now I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, can I piggyback off something he said? He, yeah, he started sure. off about, about lack of knowledge and just to talk about myself in general. I, I was a base baseball player and I'm coming out of high school. I played football and basketball, but baseball was what I was best at. And um, so I got offered a scholarship to a junior college, which is where I went. But I also had a partial scholarship to Southern University, in Baton Rouge. And he talked about lack of knowing. The only reason I picked that JUCO over Southern is because I didn't know anything about financial aid at the time. I didn't know anything about work study. I didn't know. I didn't know there were other ways I can get school paid for to help pay for that thing. I, it, the only two thoughts I had was I can go to JUCO for free or my mom was going to have to pay half of whatever this tuition is and i know she can't pay it so that to me as for not knowing that's a no-brainer i'm gonna go here where it's free well go ahead D. no i was gonna say and as a teacher 
they're still pushing that narrative. Mm -hmm. They're still pushing all the black and brown kids to go to the junior college first versus, hey, fill out this paper. You'll get a free scholarship. You'll get grants sick strictly because you're poor, strictly because you are first generation. Mm -hmm. They never, ever tell them like all these um, uh, counselors. They never tell how much money sits every year because nobody fills out the paperwork. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm a teacher, too. Oh, OK. So. The counselors are not the counselors that you and I knew. Counselors, okay. when, when we were in school, I'm 45. The counselors, mm -hmm. when we were in school, they would give you advice on what to do with your life beyond high school. Counselors today, they're test coordinators. Ooh. They don't get the opportunity to sit down one-on-one -on -one with a kid and say, what you want to do with your life? And then try to figure out options. Now it's the counselors now are, we take this test all this week. They just test coordinators. Just data, data, data. Yeah. That, and that's, that's it. Yeah. That, that, there's no, there's probably some one on one if they have a yeah. relationship outside of, like, if that's their cousin or they live in a neighborhood or something like that. But for the most part, the counselors are straight up test coordinators. They don't have the time to sit down with the whole class and, and you know, try to figure out a path for them, mm. what, what's best for them. And that's where the parent got to kind of step in and do that. But for so many of our parents, they don't know. Right. And don't know and don't, and then don't have the time. Because mm -hmm. like I said, I live in a well-to-do area. If I tell you how I, I started my business in a lot because of the single mothers, mm -hmm. because all these single mothers out here had boys that they had no clue what to do with. Hey, I need you just like people was giving me their kids at five years old. I'm like, he's five. It ain't too much I can do with him. <laughs> like, like he's still getting his motor skills together, <laughs> but they didn't know. They wanted him to be around a black male doing mm -hmm. something positive. And, and like I said, unfortunately, in 2023, not much has changed. Now, more information is there. But when I got to work two and three jobs just to maintain, or like I said, I don't know what to do with this little boy. I don't know how or where to get this information. And then the cultural differences. Oh, yeah, we'll take care of it. And you know how that turns out nine mm -hmm. times out of ten. <laughs> yep. As you can see, this is why I wanted these two brothers on here for this topic. <laughs> Because they are already dropping some knowledge and some in the truth of uh what goes on, especially like you guys said, man. Like, you know, I, we all play some type of role in school systems now, and it's just, you know, um we see it, right? Uh Mac, you um and, and both of you guys coach or have coached uh all kinds of sports, right? And so y'all been involved in getting um, kids to the next level, Mac. I know for sure what you out here doing, and and I've seen you pushing that. Like, yo, you know, I, you know, these kids want to. I mean, I want to go to Miami. I want to go to Alabama, and I've seen you uh, put kids in school, but put them in that direction. Like, man, look, you know, you can go here, get a good education, play football, and I've made it to the league. Do this same route, so. You know, it is possible, but you just need the information that you guys are uh, saying that is lacking um, in our community. So, again, appreciate y'all coming on. And I know y'all are going to kill this topic that we about to get into. So, as I started the show, Mr. Ed Reed is now the head coach at Bethune-Cookman. Um, and he, he, he started a little bit of a a firestorm on, yeah. on social media this past <laughs> week um, with a live video 
that he did on his own social media, and I'm going to play that for y'all real quick. Prime was not wrong about what he was saying. All y'all out there with y'all opinions, full of crap, don't know shit. But needless to say, I just pulled up to work. Try to, um, we're going to try to help y'all too, man, because I know a lot of HBCs need help. I'm just here to help here first. I see it all too clearly. All our HBCs need help. HBCUs need help. And they need help because of the people who's running it. It's broken mentalities out here. I'm going to leave y'all with that, man. I got to get in the office. I hope y'all be blessed out there. 336, I see you, my bro. About to pull up in the office, bro. I got to get out here. My guy's already out here working. I've been here for a week and a half. I've been here for a week and a half and have done more than people that have been here in freaking years. And I'm not even hired yet. Damn shame. <laughs> so Ed obviously is frustrated, uh, clearly, right? I wouldn't and even say frustrated, though. What we, we, uh, as we, an athlete, you always speak with passion. You we live right. You live off passion, so it's not even a frustration. It's like it's a fact. You see what I'm saying? Like if we if we playing the game and I'm yelling at you, I ain't yelling at you. Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm like yo, Mikey, get the ball. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm giving you direction of saying, you know, like let's not drop this ball. Let's win this game. So it's not necessarily I'm mad or frustrated. To an extent, it's just more or less, how do we win this game, man? And he and he wears his his, his passion and his his love for his people on his sleeve. And um, so just to piggyback off off Mac, the I feel the same way with with Ed. I'm, I think passion is my biggest attribute, but also my biggest downfall mm. because you you're going to know how I feel about you. Like I can't. And as as at almost fifth, I should be able to hide it and be professional, more professional. But if I don't mess with you, you my facial expressions will tell you that. And I something my wife been trying to get me to work on. And I just but but coach, it, that's, it, it that's is what it is. But can be but can we really address that? Once again, that's why I use the word culture. Mm-hmm. Our culture is passionate and emotional people. Yeah, that's what drives us. That's what makes us special. That's why you want to see us entertain you because what we're doing isn't for entertainment purposes. We're doing it because we love what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Like the, the, the way I am on Friday nights uh, is not for everybody. Well, when I was doing Friday nights, it's not for everybody, but it's try to try to make those young men see beyond today to, to, mm-hmm. to tap into something mentally or physically That'll take them beyond this game being over with and me going back to the projects. That I can use this this gift I have to get me an education, to to get me a good job, to to remove my mom from the hood or my brothers from the hood or to show them the right way. Because everybody ain't going to the league. But you can use your athletic ability to make your life better. And that don't necessarily mean NFL. 
100%. or NBA or MLB or you know whatever. Yeah, because like I say, my my biggest thing um, I would encourage if you still coaching, they don't know the numbers. They they're completely delusional on the numbers. Like I didn't realize how many kids think they can make it to the league until I got back into high school. It's over seventy five percent of these kids think they can make it to the league. And, and it's I was kids, like, kids that think that they don't even play high school sports. Oh yeah, you, oh, you, I had you have an icebreaker <laughs> and like, yeah. what you want to do with your life in five years? I'm being yeah. NBA. Well, you on a high school team? Nah. No. Right. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> and that's why I said delusional because I had a kid do that do me this shit. He was like, I'm going to the NBA. I said, Do you play ball? He was like, No. I said, When do you shoot? No. I said, So how are you going to the NBA? <laughs> Yeah, but that's that. You know what I mean? Like that's like. See what I do with my kids. I show. I don't ever discourage them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you five ten, one hundred forty pounds, and you want to play where for who? Okay, you find me your image at the school you say you want to go to, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna tell you. Look at the numbers of how many kids from that school are actually going to the NFL, going to the NBA, going to the MLB, and you gotta find that number. If you ain't the baddest thing since sliced bread, eh, make sure you get a good education. Yep. Right. And so as you, you know, I heard Ed's Ed's clip. Um, and I agree with y'all. I, I think I th- I didn't have a problem with what he said, right? Of course not. And we I, not. And I, right. And I think that that's the other media. Yeah. And I and I think <laughs> and, and I and I think that, you know, like you guys said, you know, that's that's him as an athlete speaking with Pat like he that's all he know how to do right mm-hmm. um but it did start a firestorm of some sorts even from some of our people um and one in particular uh shout out to let us debate you know he said here we go with this bull you know what again sir just coach if you help that football program be successful I promise the rest will fall in place it's not no, your well. job to be anyone's savior <laughs> <laughs> but that football program win some win some games first before you become Dion Remix. So you know, for those who aren't familiar with the situation, or uh, what he was talking about was saying Prime was right. Prime never really came out and said, you know, this is what happened behind the scenes at Jackson State. Um, but of course, things get out, and it, it was talks that you know he he had to go in his own pocket to fund a lot of things at Jackson state administration uh, wasn't living up to uh, keeping their word of what they said they would do for him and his coaching staff and the kids while he was there. And I, that's kind of what Ed was saying. Um, or that's what I took from him when he mentioned Dion's situation. Um, other comments, New B. Swire said, why take the job? We don't need this energy. Um, which I think is another interesting comment if you if you add Dion's situation, um, because that's not what was being said when he when he was going through his situation. Steezo Groove said, Damn, bro, can you win a game first? Jeez. <laughs> so so be, before you show another one, so right now, look at the mentality of the culture of people. Mm-hmm. So when these professional athletes who have been around billionaires tell you that when you come to a HBCU, the mentality is broken or misunderstood because guess what? We've been around billionaires who know how to run the system. Mm-hmm. If we want to get technical, technically it's not our system. 
So that means we have to mimic what is successful. The biggest resource the PWIs have taken out of HBCUs are the black boys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, the administration, if you're still handing, walking around with your hands out, waiting for the state, waiting for other cultures to do something for you, we've been waiting for 2,500 years. They've done nothing for us besides make money off of us, mm-hmm. off our entertainment and athleticism. Because the NFL has owners. They don't have shareholders. They don't have where, hey, players, you can get into this business too because they own you. When the NFL started, guess what it said on the T-shirts? Property of. Mm-hmm. Sure it is. So let's understand the realities of this country. So that being said, my deal is I'm not mad at you, but let's mimic what's winning. Mm-hmm. Right. The mentality right. of all those three um text or whatever you know the tweets were just play football shut up right right and when i talked to my, when my wife were talking about it she was like what's the difference in people saying that than the, the lady telling lebron just shut up and dribble exactly right, right. she's like there's no difference no we, we and, have a european mindset and that's that's what i thought was the interesting piece on the reaction to what ed was saying um if you go back to Dion's situation right Oh, he used us, blah, blah, blah. You know, when behind the scenes, you know, no one was talking about the, you know, the money that he 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 put up to fix the facilities and the money he brought to the city and the money that he brought to the school and mm-hmm. things that he, you know, using his connections uh, to get these boys suited and booted, making sure they look at professional, um, you know, making sure they flying in a professional way, using all his connects. No one else talked about that. They just looked at it as he hopped off, he left. But it's interesting to me because I don't see if Dion and then now Ed wants the best for these institutions. I don't see what's wrong with that, right? I, and I and I feel like that's the 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 pot calling the, right, and that's the pot calling the kettle. Because you damned if you do, damned if you don't. Don't all of those three comments that I just read so far, it seems like they okay with settling Shut for what's up there. and play football. Yeah, which is because the mentality we're not supposed to have anything. We're yep. supposed to live in the projects with roaches and rats. That is perfectly fine for black people in this country because that's where you come from and that's where you're gonna end up. And that that that's the wild. That that's exactly what I took from it, Mac. And um. I don't know that that's wild. I got a couple more than I want to get your opinion on this. Uh KJ Carson said there's a difference between some and all HBCU. Uh and all HBCU alums will tell you that all HBCUs are not the same. Just the same way all non-HBCUs are the are the same. Bethune is private and gets funded differently than a school in a state system. Oh, Bethune's private? Bethune is private, yes. Oh, I thought Bethune so, was a public school. So he can he can tap into some resources. He they that, should be straight. Mm-hmm. But now, go I ahead. Say, I, I was interacting with somebody thinking like because when Ed went to Bethune that he like he could tap into Bashadi and maybe Bashadi would help him do such and such and such. And I had to tell him straight up. Bashadi won't even take care of the people in his own organization. What makes you think he gonna send somebody to HBCU? <laughs> yeah, right. but but like I said, going back to that mentality, one, I didn't know I need to do my own research. I did I thought Bethune was always a public school. Mm-hmm, it's private. Um, 
but yeah, but that is a major difference as far as the private schools versus the private schools. Normally, HBCU private schools, Meharry, mm-hmm. uh, Fisk, Morehouse, you never hear anything from them. Why? Because when you're living comfortable, you don't complain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So once again, the mentality is is still hat in hand. But now knowing that it's private, you still looking at leadership and alumni. Like, how are you allowing this to come around? Now you got this guy coming. He's complaining. Why? Why is why is this guy complaining about something that should have been taken care of? Like I said, see, like if y'all remember one clip, Ed had a clip of when they started winning Super Bowls. He told everybody in the locker room, "You clean up your own mess." So yes. Ed got a serious issue yes. about being dirty, yes. about being nasty. Yes, and Mac, because that's what that is. Mac, you perfect segue. Let me play this second <laughs> video. Yeah, Let me play the second video. <laughs> Um, <laughs> second video from Ed Reed uh, as he saw some of the comments that I read and, and all the backlash that came in this was his response I chose not to but now I'm out here walking with the football team picking up trash but I'm mutting us man get out of here man I should leave I'm not even under contract doing this I'm mutting us man get out of here man they mutt me these motherfuckers ain't even clean my goddamn office when I got here I'm mutting y'all Get your ass, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. All this shit here was trash in front of me. Who you think got this shit cleared out? That building right there got trash in it. It's fucking trash. What are you talking about? I need no goddamn donors to come out and help out because people just want money. That's why I don't, hell, that's why I don't fuck with social network. Fuck out of here, man. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Love it. And love and it. So to your point, Mac, like he he was telling grown men that. Right, right. And NFL saying, look, man, yo, pick up after yourself. Right. So clearly that's his mindset. He wants some type of structure and he doesn't understand, to your point, with the privates getting a, uh, being able to be funded a little different. Why is it this way? Why is that building right. full of trash? And then What's with privates. On? And then with privates, like I said, they're most like more likely to get business deals. So, like I said, with the public schools, the thing I found out in the research, they don't want to deal with public schools, especially black people. They say the money's like hand, handing black people money is like handing them water in their hand. It's going to go straight through. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to do business? So that's that's like I said, once again, the mentality isn't business. It's handicapped. Yep. And I'm using that word on purpose. So if anybody want to go research it, you got your hat in your hand and you steady looking for the handout versus how can we do business? Because guess what? Most HBCUs are putting out employees. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I, I have a third of your employees that's going to employ this state. Now, how do we leverage that? Because that's like I said, we it's only certain schools are putting out the dentists, the doctors and the lawyers. But the rest of them, they're putting out nurses. They're putting mm-hmm. out um, teachers. They're putting out social workers, the people who take care of the people. Yep. And if, if I'm putting these people in into your society and they're coming out and doing well, I need you to do business with me. Yep. And that's where the leadership is coming in. You got you have to take advantage of the what your output. If I, like you said, if I'm, if I'm outputting quality individuals that's going to better the better the, the state or the city or whatever, I need you to input into me so i can in, in turn input into them and just make this whole cycle better 
Because the more quality individuals we put out, the better, the more money they're going to make, the more property taxes you're going to get, the less crime you're going to have. If you can buy into what I'm selling, but at first I got to have a good plan. I got to have a good plan. I can't just come with no, well, I think and whatever. I got to have some structure and a plan to put quality individuals in the workforce or just, just out in general. And then you come in and support it. And the more people I put out, the more people will see that you support it and then support you in turn, whatever your business is. It's, it's, it's a cycle, but you have to have, we have to have some structure to present to the people with the funds until we get the funds. Now, I think the generation now, the LeBrons, the, the, the different guys now are starting to put us, no, not us, but starting to show young individuals that they can grow and bring their people up and do it the right way. Because what LeBron did with his friends mm-hmm. is amazing to me. He didn't just give him, like Genius. you said, a handout. He said, look, you know, I'm paying for you to go to school or whatever, but you need, you, you got to bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. So Rich Paul brought something to the table. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most popular agents now. He Maverick held him accountable. The, exactly. That's the word, accountable. Maverick and the production company. And I know there's one more I can't think of, but the two main ones are Rich and it's Maverick. It's like five of them. Yeah, there's about five mm-hmm. of them. But the yeah. two that like that are out there that we know that I know of is Rich and Maverick, and he didn't just hand them out and let them coattail and and you got to do something if you're gonna be around me. You got to bring something to the table, right? And and now everybody's a millionaire, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so now they can take maybe somebody that out exactly. in their circle and, and bring and them and up, that's, and, it's a and that's that's how the cycle begins and grows. Now mm-hmm. we we may not see the benefits of it because of our age now. But our kids and our grandkids maybe be in a, a generation where we start to move up notches. And of course, we, we can have generational and family wealth instead of just, you know, making a little bit of money and losing it. That's the way it's supposed to be in the first place. Like I was explaining to my man Donald, I was like, yo, you got to understand, we live in over $500,000 homes. Our parents didn't. And the parents before that didn't. Mm-hmm. So they already was working towards us for me to live comfortably. I ain't got to go and, you know, look up my window and make sure nobody's shooting down the street before I walk across the street. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I said, that was my issue living in Baltimore. It was like this didn't seem right to me as a child. Walking down the alley, you got needles, glasses, roaches, rats, all type animals just running through. And this is where people supposed to live. Mm-hmm. No, man, that's not humane at all. Another thing, I, I started teaching financial literacy three years ago. And so as I'm thumbing through the book to try to, you know, generate how I'm going to teach it, I'm learning stuff at 42, 40, 40, 40, 41, 42 that I knew nothing about. Of course. Nothing about. Now that's and the I, I don't think trick. there's no knock on me because I just didn't have nobody to teach it to. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, say, dude, we're, we're, remember, I'm one generation off the plantation. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was a sharecropper. My grandmother was stolen from a reservation. We're not as far as they try to make it seem. Yep. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So is it your fault? No, you're the you're the reason why they dealt with all that pain and hardship. So you can say, okay, now my kids, guess what? I only got two, but my kids ain't gonna have to worry about it because I'm giving them as much information as possible. Now, what they do with it, eh, that's on them. Right. But for the most part, you can't say daddy ain't teach. Yep. At least 100%. introduce you to it. Right. Right. So now his, this comment I thought uh, was interesting, right? Part of this I agree with. Uh, Darren Briggs said, I love Ed Reed as a player. 
yet cats that come in temporarily as HBCU saviors then lay waste to all who came before them who have been making lemonade out of rocks for generations. Try my patience. You can't rob me for 150 years and dog me for having low savings today. Now, what I agree with in that statement is this, um, and where I can see where people took it wrong. The statement before this, when the young lady said, not all HBCUs are like that, and and Ed, just speaking, right, as we said passionately, mentioned that, all you know, all they all need help. We all need to help. Um, and I took what I took from this gentleman is, you know, Ed, it could have been taken that in his statement where he said, I've done more in a week and a half than people that was here for years done could have been taken the wrong way. And, and as a slight on those who were there before him, who were really dealing with BS and really making, like he said, lemonade out of rocks. Right. Um, so I agree in that sense. And I do want to I do want to make sure I mention that Ed has since <laughs> Ed has since apologized for his comments. That's um, political. And, right. based, and yeah, he, he had to come out and say this. And and, yeah. and based and he mentioned, you know, my passion is a, is about getting things um get is about getting and doing better. And that and that goes for me. He said he fell victim while engaging with the antagonists on social media as well. He's fully aware of you know hardworking folks at the school. And they're fighting to make things better, more financially sound. So, fellas, we already been touching on it as we, we've been going. And y'all have been dropping major, major gems on this. And I appreciate it. But I'm going to just keep it simple. Does Ed have a point in what he's saying? Do you guys feel like the top at these HBCUs the mentality is broken and they ran wrong. And then, you know, it's being exposed more because they're hiring these high, they bringing in these high profile candidates, former, um, you know, NFL players who is, is to, to people, it's a new trend, but it's a not so new trend. It ain't a new lot of these, yeah. A lot Mo- of these guys been most of them in, from black college. Yeah, anyway. They, they've been playing, they played NFL ball before too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you bringing in these high profile names, Hall of Fame players, and it's getting exposed now, right? That when they're getting there, you know, the the funds might not be uh, just just speculative. Night might not be being used correctly, or it ain't no might. That's always an issue. So, so does what do y'all feel in general about Ed's point? And and does he is it true? From your vantage point, that there's a there's an issue going on at HBCUs with funds and how they're being allocated and how they're being used. Go ahead, D. Um, I'm going to say I don't know because every time I talk to somebody from the board, when I talk to a coach, then when I talk to a player, everybody has a different story. Mm. What I do know is that also David didn't beat Goliath. It's a giant that people coming in with good hearts, good minds, coming in, fight, 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 fight. But you human, you get tired, man. Mm-hmm. So you talking about, hey, we came in, we fighting, we fighting, we fighting. And then when you don't have the alumni to back you up with resources, you spinning your wheels. So mm-hmm. to an extent, like anything, it's like, yo, I've been here for 15 years and I just been trying to get that done. Right. 
You see what I'm saying? And and you don't want to give up because that's not necessarily in our mentality and our cultural spirit to give up. If you quit, you know how you people how we think about people who quit. You, quit on you know everything. what I mean? But it's like, yo, I've been here for 10 years and I've been trying to do this and we're just getting this. Because like I said, a lot of times is we're not together thick enough for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Let somebody say something like, uh, uh, I'm going to say Dell State. They fired a young lady because she was singing a song. She wasn't of our culture and she used one of the words that certain cultures shouldn't be using. And they fired her. And I was like, she was singing the song. And it was like, oh, well, she could mute herself. And I was like, so we got all up in arms about a young lady using the word because she's at HBCU. But we're not up in arms about where the money's going. We're not up in arms about these scholarships. We're not up in arms about why little black boys only graduate in high school at 50%. So we want to pick and choose, and it's never a solution. Everybody can point out the problem. I can show you every problem. But if you can't show me a solution, what's the point? Firing that lady, and she was actually a winning coach. <laughs> I wasn't mad at her. Like I said, she was winning for the school, and they fired her because her friend videotaped her singing the song, and she used the N-word, which was in the in the song. But yet we was, oh, you can't say that. Oh, then you have that. But we're not mad about why these young boys are not graduating high school. We're not mad about the scholarships. We're not mad about the money. You're not putting money in. But you mad because somebody used the N-word. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! And what did we solve? We got her fired. She's probably got another job by now. And we're still in the same position. Yep. My thing is, if you're going to be that fired up about that, take that same passion and emotion about everything. Don't pick and choose what you're going to poke your chest out for or, or make sure you get an action or a reaction for. But um, Mike, as far as your, your question, there are differences. There are. There are. I, and I can't put my finger and say they should do this, that, and the other a certain way. But it's an analogy I like to take. is Just just say you, you're an athletic director. It's a brand new job for you. And, you know, you kind of have a general idea of what the job entails. Why not go reach out to an AD at another school that's been successful and ask for their advice? You know, a mm-hmm. couple of them. And maybe you pick one thing from this guy or, or a young lady. Uh, and one thing from this school and one thing from this school to formulate your own opinion of how to be an AD. Mm-hmm. Our problem is, as as people, the pride. We won't go and ask for help. We'll just try to figure it out. And we'll develop bad habits. We'll get, you know, we'll start. That's probably where some of the, like the allocation go wrong because they think they're doing it right by putting it over here on the right side when actually they need to be spread out over the middle, left, and right. And because we won't go ask for help. And the help don't always have to be from us. Oh, yeah. Because there's there some people that are not my skin color that, oh, that will help me out in a heartbeat. Right. In a heartbeat. I, I, I left I left my high school, finna go to another high school, and they wanted me to leave the school entirety. The guy that I was working with, a white dude, the only person went to bat for me. Like, damn, that put his job on the line for me to, to keep doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it, I some, some brothers that wouldn't have went that far for me. They were gonna risk their job for me, and he did. And so I'm forever, you know, indebted to him for that. But you know, but still, ask for help, learn the right way to do stuff, and take the pride out of it. Because if you're in anything with HBCUs or coaching, it's for the kids anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I was going to chime in on that also. Because me, me observing, this is just some observations. Some people get comfortable and cool with their situation. Mm-hmm. And they really could care less. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So we have a, it's, it's, it's such a big, broad brush stroke when we start talking about how and which direction we can start to fix this. But like I said, me, I'm looking for solutions. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You can't hire 100% great staff. Right. You know what I mean? Because like I said, you might have a good resume, and then I'm only going to be here to go to the next situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I've heard that plenty of times too, where, oh, well, he just needed a job, so he settled here for a little bit because he knew in the next couple of years he had talked to this AD over here, and they was going to open it up when this person went this level. And I've heard, like I said, and I'm talking off of personal experiences of things I've seen. Mm -hmm. So I can't be the only one who's seen or experienced this. And the thing is with with the coaching, I mean, if you're good at it, just like Prime, if you're good at it, they're going to want you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stuff that the people are mad about about Prime, they don't mention all the good stuff. They don't mention the the money they brought in with Michael Strahan, you know, because that's the suits that the Jackson State wearing. That's Strahan's clothing line. Yeah. He did that as you know for them. Brought Good Morning America to the Jackson. Oh, oh, coach, I'm gonna chime in. Go ahead. According to the fiscal report, while Dion was there, that city made thirty million dollars. I was gonna get to that. Mm-hmm. I was, that was gonna be on the back end of it. Okay. He um brought Good Morning America there. Brought Game Day there, which I don't want to say it's ever been there, but I don't want to be wrong. I know there were some times. I think, that, I think that was the first. I think that was the first time they they went to an HBCU, if I'm not mistaken. We had a boatload of big crowds when Steve was around, but I don't know when Steve made the Heisman run. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know. If, and he should have got the Heisman. He should. But have. that's just my opinion. <laughs> he should have <laughs> that that trophy that that Dion walked past every day in Colorado. That should have been Steve's trophy because mm-hmm. <laughs> Rashawn Salam won it that year. Um, those kids going to Miami. A lot of those kids had never been out of the state. They got to go Shoot. to Miami twice and play. Some of their own towns, right? Some of them own towns, right? <laughs> Just the exposure. He, he taught them how to market themselves. Mm-hmm. You, you, if a coach or anybody come to the practice, you see their social media tag on the back of their shirt. So now you can go look them up and see if you want to do a deal with that person based mm-hmm. off of you'll have a general idea of how they handle themselves, what's their digital footprint. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a lot of them that he probably, once he got them in there, he taught them how to clean their social media and what they should you know, do on social media. Again, the Cedar Jackson packed every game. Mm-hmm. And it, there, there were times before Dion got there where they were packed, but they were winning. But not to the tippy top, because I've been to a plenty of games in that stadium. Plenty of games. And last but not least, is one of the most underrated things I think Dion did was brought Brittany Renner in to teach those guys the or to give them an example of how not being genuine with women right. can derail your whole career and your bank account. Cause mm-hmm. she spit some balls on him, and what a lot of people don't know is she she was an athlete herself, yeah, from, from Mississippi, from the coast. And if not Soccer, mistaken, right? she went to Jackson State too. She, so bringing she, her in to speak to those kids about how some women go about their deal, it's that's life changing for them. Because mm-hmm. now if they do get a little change, they can go out and know how to maneuver through through the traps, through the thirst traps. But that's mm-hmm. an unrated thing that nobody talks about. That's probably going to help somebody in that group maneuver some stuff that go on. Because mo- what what a coach a coach ends up if you ever watch any team nine times out of the team ten the team becomes the coach's personality. Yep. 
Because yep. I, I, I do it with my kids out here. A lot of these kids don't have confidence, no matter how talented they are. Mm -hmm. And then when they meet me, how I talk, everything's positive. Everything is a... And if you notice, his greatest word that he always used is believe. Yep. Mm -hmm. When you use that word believe and you get kids to believe, they can do whatever they want. So mm -hmm. Dion just gave him his personality, his confidence. And yeah, most likely, most of them are going to be successful after the fact. So while we here, um, I did an episode on the, the situation with Prime and the backlash he caught from, from leaving. And like I said, I kind of did it on the whim. You know, Mac, you reached out like, man, you should have hollered. And I was like, man, I just, it was two o'clock in the morning. And I just jumped on it. I might have been up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So why I got y'all here, man. Um, and you said the same thing too, coach. When you heard the episode, you was like, man, you should have hollered at me. So why I got you two here. What's your thoughts on that backlash that he caught from for leaving? Is it, dude? Are people are they right for feeling like he used them as a stepping stone? Is it wrong for using them as a stepping stone if he did? And do you feel like he bailed on them? Like some people are saying, are trying to set that narrative. And when would have been the right time to leave? You know what I mean? Like how how, how for somebody in that situation, what is he supposed to do? Start with you, Coach. Okay. Um being from that area and understanding a lot of what the people were going through, they, and and if you don't know, and it's probably going to be a shock to some people, I think Prime is the greatest athlete to ever walk this earth. I'm a huge Dion fan. Before we even start talking about this, like Prime was all over my wall in high school. I thought he was the stuff, and I still think that as far as an athlete. Um, but you got to look at the, they were hurt. They, they, Dion brought them people a sense of pride, a sense of, of you know, something to believe in. Like you said, believe they believed in it. And I don't think there were never been a time where he would have not gotten backlash, never. Mm -hmm. But there was never a time that he was going to stay there the entire time either, right? He had to start somewhere, and Jackson State was not his only offer. And, and my opinion, this is my opinion, this is not fact. I think he chose Jackson State because he needed to find a place where he could coach but also where Shadua could start right now. Right. And that was, you know, Jackson State for him. And the fact that he was able to get kids in, which if you know Dion, you know that was going to happen. And for them to run the swag the way they did, that, that part was going to happen anyway because of Dion. If I'm a top DB like Travis Hunter, yes, I want to play for Dion. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Dion was bringing in, like he, brought, he had Dolph in there, he had Snoop Dogg in there, had Rick Ross in there. Why why, 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 do I, why do I not want to go and be a part of that? Mm -hmm. And so is mm -hmm. the next guy and who I know the next guy, like we have a mutual friend. I know the next guy. Those shoes that he has to feel now are enormous. And I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if he, I wish TC the best look, but what to follow Dion is, is tough. And, and on a smaller scale and two of my jobs here in Tallahassee, I've had to follow Jacquez Green. Ooh. Mm. A legend. Mm -hmm. A legend. Yeah, was Jack Jacquez was up here with me. A legend. And we could cool, cool. Jacquez actually hired me to, for, to come here. But I had to follow him. And because of his resume and my resume don't look the same, it was tough for them to buy in. They didn't want to mm -hmm. let go of what Quez, and I ain't speaking native on Quez. I love Quez. They didn't want to let go of 
his his legacy and then bring in this guy that had to grind to get where he at. I ain't, you're not saying Quiz did. I, I'm not saying that. But just because Quiz played in the league and he's been around a lot of football and I wasn't, it was tough for the kids and some parents to, to want their kids to be coached by me. So I had to prove it to them first that I knew what I was doing before they would be like, oh, okay, yeah, coach, you know what he's doing. And so it's it's tough to follow a legend in, in any situation. It's and and in that situation with Dion, them them people, they know that they probably finna go to the back. They ain't gonna say they go in the back of the sweat, but fam, you finna run it. Fam, you have to run it because of, you know prime had that effect. You said they got say, series and everything. The personality. Mm-hmm. People fell in love or fall in love with the personality. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was good to the people. He would promote local businesses. He he would he when he first got there, he went to a family's house and ate Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. He picked a random family. They went into their house and had dinner with them. It's, everybody can't do that. Right. Everybody can't do that. What oh, about right. you? What, what what about you, Matt? What what you think about the backlash that Dion caught from for leaving? And you know, do you think it was warranted? Um, so I'm going to say knowing our history in this country, you always have the, the house Negro and you always have the field Negro. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is now our culture. So like Co said, no matter what, somebody was not going to agree with him. It's too, it's too, unfortunately, it's too much in our cultural DNA to say, oh, here we go again. Look at this here. <laughs> Yep. Already knew he was because we're taught to be negative to anybody who looks like us. Like one dude made a statement, and I thought it was the realest statement. Um, he said, with all this drill music, he said, when you go walk down the street, when these boys are looking to take out their ops, they're looking for people who look like them. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for anyone else because if you look like anything else, you're not my opposition. And it's ironically that you're looking for oppositions that look like you. So with that mentality, it's greater than just, oh, he came in. Because for me, I thought it was a great business move. I said, dude, he came in, brought in $30 million, and he kept it moving. That's business. Mm -hmm. Like he stated, name one coach that's been at the university for their whole career. It doesn't happen. And right now, you might get three years. Dell State just got rid of my man Rod. And he had to he had to recover from the coach previous before him. Mm-hmm. He was just starting to get over the hump. And it was like, ah, well, you got to go, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you have no control over that. Right. So to an extent, he couldn't win for losing or losing for winning. Because if he came in and was sorry, oh, they would have clowned him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we know our culture enough to say no matter what, he wasn't going to win. But what he did do was positive for everybody, whether you want to see it or not, because he did great things for that school. He did great things for those kids and he did great things for that city, let alone the state. And then HBCU, I don't think it trickled down as much as people think it did, but it brought light. And then now as in it, it brought more light. Then you got, um, uh, what's my man, Big George over Tennessee. But once again, it's personality. Because ain't nobody going to see Tennessee State. Because right, I mean, George don't have the same personality. <laughs> George, George was a warrior. He yep. was a big old joker. He was going to punch you in the mouth. Now, if that's how he treats his team or whatever, he, he you know, the character of his team, I'm not sure. But Ed, you see Ed already. Ed got the firestorm in a week and a half. 
Right. Yeah. D Mac, you see, you see Hugh, Hugh, you see what he was doing? That's I'm not you. Fan of him. But that's but, <laughs> but what I'm saying. But what he like him, they got like a rose, rose, a rose Bentley on the, yeah. on the yeah, and yeah. he was that's not you. No, that's not even HBCU. That's not black college. Right. That's because, him trying to portray something to get kids to and it don't it, like like I said, he needs to do business with whatever's local to get facilities because mm -hmm. I can imagine at 18. Like I said, for me, I was a grinder. I really didn't care. I just wanted to play sports. Mm -hmm. I didn't care what I had. As long as you put me on the field, I was good. But for kids nowadays, if it don't look good and shiny and glitter, yep. I don't want it. What I'm going to yep. come here for, like I said, when a high school down the street look better than your facilities. Yep. You know what I mean? Instead of renting that Maybach, they should have bought a new uh, weight room. <laughs> like, and that's that's part of the problem with, with Alcorn. And, and Alcorn is, is mainly location. Because all corn is not around anything. Yeah. Not around anything. <laughs> it's a lot of corn. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of lot of fields, a lot of a lot right. of horses. It's, it's, it's not around anything. from the main highway, it's another 35, 40 minutes. See, yeah, and see, and that's and that's the funny part. And I'm gonna chime in on that. Even the the separation of the southern HBCUs versus the northern southern hbcus because they try to they try to clown dell state all y'all in the hbcu i said we still below the mason dixon buddy but <laughs> if you're talking about morgan Coppin, dell state norfolk hampton howard we have a different vibe mm -hmm. than when you go to those rural country back road schools because i had one of my kids go um he went out to wichita he was like coach only thing out here is a walmart I said, you know what state you went to, right? <laughs> I was like, do, do you understand where you went? I was like, ain't nothing out there anyway. Right. So, you know what I mean? So it's just understanding that, you know, and people always mess with me like, oh, it's not a real HBC. I was like, no. It, you got to remember the, the Chesapeake is where they brought a lot of people too. So mm -hmm. the dispersion of black people and what I found out actually, De Delaware, the state itself, actually, I think it's actually more heavily black populated than most states. Mm hmm yeah, but don't don't fact check me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, we are a little over an hour, man, and this was was perfect, man. It, it was exactly what I anticipated. Um, you know, again, like I said, I appreciate y'all hopping in on short notice. That's kind of how I've been functioning lately. Lately, I don't know what the day gonna bring me. Uh, so the fact that you know, I hit y'all probably, you know, an hour, hour and a half before we actually started. And y'all was like, yeah, I'm in. Um, like I said, that's 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 love. And I know, Mac, you always down to talk on things like this. And you do your own lives, um, your IG lives. And you, you've been on this for a while. Nah, I, I, I like yours because I could be a little bit. I can't put it on my stuff. Like, so <laughs> I, I got to use your platform because I, I get in trouble on my stuff. So I, I got to watch what I can say. I can always like I say because this is done. Can't mess your business up. <laughs> yeah, so I got to Yeah, I yeah. just I just post the kids, let them work out and you hear me one, two in the background. That's mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, if, if I say what's on my mind, I give it trouble. <laughs> but you you I remember about when was this? I can't remember what brought this along. But this was probably a year or two ago and you were discussing you know, the money situation with these Always. schools and, and, and what's going on. And, and like you said on this show, you always reach out when you, before you go live, you'll say, Hey man, I'm looking for presidents, former presidents, advisors, any of that, that want that can shed some light. 
And like you said, sometimes, you know, they, they got a lot of them that run from that. So it's hard to find the right answer. Like you say, you'll, you'll ask somebody and you'll get six different answers from everybody that you, you run into. So, um, you know, that is something that, you know, you, you hammer it down. And then both of y'all, y'all, y'all both rep y'all situations and where y'all came from all the time. There's not, it's not a time I haven't seen either one of y'all repping what's going on. So before anybody jump in the comments and say, uh, they, they harsh on the HBCUs or whatever the case may be, both of these brothers have repped their situations for as long as I've known and seen. So, Quit that mess out, you know. Let's let's just be real. It's a time where you got to be real with situations, and that's the only time things are going to get fixed. That's the thing that I appreciate what Ed is doing. That's the thing I appreciate what Dion was doing. Yo, you got to bring light to these situations so that yo, you know what? A lot of people don't even know what's going on like that. You know what I mean? So you bring light, and then that's how you fix it. That's how you you put it. You got to apply some pressure. You know, there's some people, I, I don't even think I put that up, but there was a comment or two where, oh, there's this type of, uh, this 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 type of situation should have been kept in-house. Why? What that's going to fix? Right. That's like the domestic violence. Hey, don't say nothing that you're getting whooped every day. Right. So, you know, we, we got to, we got to be, we got to be okay with feeling uncomfortable in some situations, even if it's dealing with us and dealing with our own people. That's the only way change happens. Yeah. For sure. When you're uncomfortable, when there's pain. If there wasn't yeah. pain, if there's not pe- the reason I love pain is because pain gonna make you change something. Yep. yep. <laughs> like you said, you get that little, you you, you hit that little fire. Perfect, Perfect example. Go, it's pain, gonna, pain in your ankle, you're gonna change the way you walk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna happen no more. You ain't gonna do that no more. So uh book fellas, man, I appreciate y'all, of course. Um D Mac, let the people know where they can what they can find you, man. Where they can find you, what you got going on, uh, and all of the above. Yeah, no, I keep it simple now. I, I got too many jobs, so I I, I gotta keep <laughs> it simple. Um, so I'm a teacher now, um, personal trainer. Everything can be found under Coach McCants. Um, I'm always open to key speak, uh, motivate whatever for the kids, um, even for the adults, because sometimes, like I'm realizing, you know, like I said, confidence comes easy w- w- with me um yeah. so even like i said working in the school system when i hear some of the teachers talk to me it's like they don't have confidence in their not necessarily abilities but how they approach some of these kids especially mm-hmm. the black and brown kids yeah. um but yeah i can be found on all social medias i ain't hard to find i am no longer the only dunarian for a long time i was the only dunarian <laughs> in 2012 it's a whole bunch of them now i i, I research my name every year so in 2012, I was officially in uh, baby books. Oh, so sweet. now when I look up Darnarian, I found like 15 of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but uh, I'm Coach McCants at all social media platforms. And um, like I said before, you know, look look my man up, right? He, like only red skin that I like I said that I've ever <laughs> rooted for. He led them in touchdowns for y'all that one question. You know when he did his thing, that was under Spirit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I led the team. It was only six touchdowns, but uh, hey. you know, I, I was coming off the bench too. So if they would ever put me out there, I would have had more. It froze me out too. That's why I don't like you. Just, just, just so you know, Coach. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wasn't gonna ask. I ain't gonna go there. I ain't gonna go there. But yeah, that, he, he that. was the offensive coordinator. He froze me out. I, I was, I was on the same 
same rotation as uh when I was in college. So every third catch was a touchdown. So the first three games, I had already had four touchdowns. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I only ended up with six because by the fifth and sixth game, they stopped throwing me the ball. Yeah, it got it got political there. But um, so like I said, man, look my man up. He did his thing thing, and he put me in a lot of situations, rubbing shoulders with a lot of people that I don't have no business being around. You know what I mean? And uh Yes, you do. Put me up in sky boxes and all of that. So and getting me and walking me through the line at clubs. You know, we was big time. <laughs> we ain't waiting no lines in DC, you know. But that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Uh Coach Evans, man, you are a busy man yourself. Uh, like I said, you got sip the tally films and you got more sip the yeah. tally films. Uh those are your two channels. Man, let the people know where they can find you and what else you got going on. Um, well, obviously the, the two YouTube channels, Sip the Tally and More Sip the Tally. On Twitter, you can find me at Coach Evans9 and on IG and Instagram. I mean not IG, IG and TikTok, you can find me at Sip the Tally Films. And I'm just grinding videos, man. Just just trying to trying to grow. Got 10K in my sights. I'm right at right on the 8,000. So I'm just trying mm-hmm. to get the 10K. And and if I go back, if, if I can get the 10K, I may not go back and coach. Because in Florida, it ain't worth it. So if, you, you know, mm. if I get the 10K, <laughs> I ain't got to deal with it's parents a, like parents no more. I ain't got to deal right. with everybody thinking they D1. I can right, just right. come I home. I thought in Florida, and, they, pay, they paid y'all. Like the room up here that y'all get paid down there. That's always the rumor. Can I, can I curse my? Of course. <laughs> you, you, you heard, <laughs> you heard, you heard, you heard Ed's video. Ed ain't do nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> check this out. Check this out. In Mississippi, when I moved to Florida, I was, I was the OC and the JV head coach. I moved to Florida as an OC. I lost 10K. Mm. The, oh, only, the only benefit for me was moving in with my wife, and we had two-income household. But I lost 10K in salary. Not not teaching, just football. But that's what I'm saying. See, Coach, we only get that. Like, assistant coach up here, mm-hmm. I get 2,400. No, I, I didn't get so – <laughs> yeah, I get that as assistant down here. The, head, now, oh. the thing is, the head coach is only get like 4,000. Right. So, if, okay, if so, they yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's no different than uh, that's why you said in Mississippi they they the minimum is like 20. And then you oh, got wow. coaches, you got coaches maybe eight miles up the road from me in South Georgia making 100. Wait, 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 just coaching they, high school, they ball. paying their coaches 20k, just the coach and the head that's coach. Yeah. And a lot of coaches, wow. a lot of coaches are like head coach slash AD, but in Georgia, oh, head coach AD, that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, in, in Georgia, you got I'm your top tier coaches making. 98, 99, up to like 130, 140. Just high school Texas, football. Just high school football. And Texas is even more ridiculous. You got about wow. 45 people in Texas making uh, six figures. Sheesh. So, yeah, when they, when they like I said, because uh, and I know what you mean, because I had I had one lady tell me for an hour and a half I hated her son. So I was just like, <laughs> I was like, lady, I get paid 2500 That's <laughs> that's That's gas money. Right. right, you know what I mean. Especially I'm doing time, this for the love, clearly. Right, right. Man, we had six days a week. The coach we had wanted to do watch film on kids. Man, we had two kids that was going to do something, and I'm like, you want to watch three hours of films for it? <laughs> time for management, man. Time management. The one good thing I took from the pandemic is head coaches realized that we ain't got to sit in that office 95 hours a week. We man, can we can that. Zoom meet. We can we can do all kind of stuff from home. Look here, coach. Get the same stuff done. If, I'm gonna say, I ain't gonna say if. I'm gonna say when I become a head coach, the game plan is simple. It, it, we, we ain't gonna sit there and watch film all day, every day. First down, second down, third down. Let's go home. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's the plan on them downs? <laughs> right. And maybe right. a red zone plan. Right, because how intricate do you have to make it? Most of these kids don't have the ability to do what 90% of these coaches are trying to get them to do. A lot, Man, of, sure. a lot of adults don't realize this about Jimmy's and Joe's. Man, and yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, but anyway, if not, well, we're going to. I gotta get y'all back on, man. We gotta we gotta do this again and chop okay. it up on some some other topics. Um, if you aren't already subscribed to Sipty Tally Films, man, do that. You know, probably all my listeners, most of y'all are because Coach has helped me build my channel uh, for being on weekly um, on the Ravens Roundtable, um, which we'll be we'll be doing tonight. And I feel I think we're gonna keep it going. Um, I don't we, see we no are. reason why this we gonna are. be this gonna be an interesting off season. So I. I can see us having a reason to continue to chat. So check that out, man. Ravens Roundtable and Sip to Tally Films and Sip to and more Sip to Tally. Uh, Coach, let me ask you why you're here, man. What, what's like what got you? I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with coaching, man. But what got you continuing to break down film like you do? And when did you know like you had a talent for it? Because like I said, some of the stuff you breaking down, and I'm looking at it like, damn, I ain't you know I ain't see that. Like you know what I mean? And and it's you have a you have a, a a great ability to pinpoint one situation uh where everybody else's eye is on something else but you seeing something totally different so when did you realize you had a talent for that and uh what keeps you going with that just well, doing, doing, all, doing. All, and dmac can probably attest to this all i'm doing is what i would do with my kids uh in a film session i'm mm -hmm. just doing it on youtube okay yeah, that's all I'm doing. Film session, and it was right. easy like if, if we have a film session after the game with the kids that's all i'm doing the same stuff I would teach the kids and try to give them ways that they can win or, or be successful. That's all I'm doing. I just don't have no vested, vested interest in the, the Raven. Like, like on top of it, with my kids, I'm doing the exact same thing. Right. And what got me started was one of my former players is a big-time Cowboys YouTuber, Bosh Lombardi. Okay. Okay. Bosh Lombardi played center for me in high school. And he has like 80,000 subscribers and Woo. is a part of Colin, Colin Cowherd's The Volume Network. Oh, okay okay he he got because i had just a regular voice podcast and he was like coach well you taught me football just try it and i tried it and in like early stages he helped me to how to do stuff and whatnot but then once i you know got to it i'm like well i'm just gonna do what i do anyway because mm -hmm. i would come home from football practice i would upload the film i tag it i i do like a like we got now i do a voiceover while i'd be in the corner talking to the kids mm -hmm. and i just take that off then at like 10, 11 o'clock, then I put on some Ravens fan okay. until like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. So I basically just would get home, kiss my wife, get something to eat, and just do film from 7 to probably 1 or 2, then wake up and do it again. Woo! Because wow. at okay. the time, I was still, I was OC, so I had to do it because right. if we didn't, we was going to lose. Right. You know, well, I right. wasn't the best coach, but I mean, I just took what I was doing with the kids and transferred them to YouTube, and it's fun to me. Yeah. It's funny, right? You got love for it. If you, if you can pick up on tendencies and stuff like that, that's that, that yeah. ain't worth it. It's all tendencies, yeah. That's not worth <laughs> that. That's what I like to do, <laughs> right? It's not so it ain't work, it's love. All right, man, anything is work, like Jose got to do, yeah, yeah. Listen, he got some work to do on this one. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Jose, shout out to Lunch Break Hot Take, man, and shout out to the crew, um, on the Ravens round table, my man Chris. Rodney, Jose, Hendo, Coach, and of course myself. Shout out to my man D Mac, my brother. Listen, for those of you that don't know, man, we've known each other for damn near 30 years. Um, so he, 
I, I've watched him throughout his career, man, and make it. I couldn't have been prouder than anybody to see him reach the the heights that he's reached, and then seeing him touching these kids, and then even more to me is greater that he he's helping these kids get on on the next level and getting them playing and getting their school paid for it, man. That's that's big. So D Max, salute to you. We're gonna do this again. Um, this is another episode of Open Mic with yours truly, man. Follow me on social media, OTR underscore Mike on Twitter and TikTok and OTR Mike underscore on Instagram. Uh, man, I appreciate y'all. You know, I'll catch y'all in a week or two. You know, I'm trying to get on that schedule, but I'll be here. Until next time, I holla. Peace.